Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. I can tell you this, I have so enjoyed preaching to you this week. I've so enjoyed sharing from God's Word, sharing truth, that yesterday I closed with talking about zeal and having energy and enthusiasm for, to pursue a cause, which is a cause of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to talk some more about that. I'm going to use another scripture or two today, and I'm going to, I think I'm going to tie this this up, and uh, it may end up going to another day. We'll see. But I just I want to cover it well because I think it's so important, and we pursue God, and we live in the influence that he wants to have in our lives. Our Heavenly Father, I thank you today for every listener. And Lord, today, if there's something on one of their hearts right now, Lord, if they're dealing with an issue, whether it is a health issue, financial issue, a marriage issue, whatever it may be, in the name of Jesus right now, may they call upon you and say, Lord Jesus Christ, help me in this today. Oh, Heavenly Father, walk with me this day. Guide me this day. Lord, be with that person, whatever the need is, be with them. May they sense the power of the living God in their life. May the Holy Spirit of God encamp around them. Oh, Lord, we thank you for that person today. Thank you for every listener today. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, I pray. Amen. Well, your disposition can be life-changing to others. We've been kind of talking about influence this week, and that's kind of the topic of Paul and, and Romans that we've been talking about. And disposition means a person's inerrant quality of mind and character. When people see what kind of person you are, it makes people think about their lives and the direction they're going. You know, I last night on the phone, I talked to my brother Doug, who is a retired pastor. He pastored for over 40 years, and he's now 70, oh, I don't know, 73 or 74 years old, and he's retired. He's living in Newburgh, Oregon, and he's going to two churches. He's going to a church of God there, a little tiny church of God there. In fact, he's preaching. Uh, he just actually preached a uh, uh, Sunday or two ago. They asked him to fill in. They wanted him to come on staff, but he said, no, I'm retired. He goes to that service at, uh, I think it's 9 in the morning, and then he goes over to the local Christian church at 1030. He loves the Christian church he goes to, the first Christian church, and he loves that. He goes to two services a day, and then he goes and helps at one of the churches on a Wednesday night and he's loving his retirement. But I can tell you this about my brother. He lives in the zeal of the Lord. He's like my father. He's a lot like my father. He loved people uh, so incredible. And in his, he talks about his life and how it's changed. And he's like me. He loves sports. He's a huge sports nut. In fact, half our conversation the other night was about sports, the other half about ministry and about our lives. And I'm just so proud of my brother, Doug. I remember growing up, i got to tell you this, when I was uh, – he was a lot older than me. He was about uh, – well, he's nine years older than me. He must be 72. He's nine years older than me. And uh, I remember going into his room and as a teen, and I was a kid, and he was a teen. He would be doing his devotions. He was dedicated to the things of God. And I also remember this. Doug, uh, he was headed, I can't remember what field he would study he was going into, but one day God got a hold of his heart and said, I want you in pastoral ministry. And Doug said, God, I don't speak very well. I'm not eloquent like my dad or like my older brother. I don't, my, my brother, oldest brother who passed away, was a great speaker and had great uh, speaking ability. He says, I, I just not me. And the Lord laid on his heart, Doug, this is what I want you to do. And Doug said, 40 some years of successful ministry that God blessed him in. He used him because he listened to him. But he had a, his, he loved people so much that his church 
today has all these people that just so love and miss him in Springfield, Oregon, where he pastored. And I tell you folks, your disposition is life-changing to others when they see Jesus in your life. Well, Paul speaks uh, some other words here in lives and direction. He speaks about this in Romans 12, verse 12 and 13. He says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer, Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Well, when I think of this passage, I brought up my brother Doug. I don't talk about him much, but I talk about him today. Is this, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction. My brother came down with lymphoma years ago, and he was in the hospital, and I honestly didn't know if he would make it. When I went to see him when he was in chemotherapy, he had all his hair was gone and eyebrows were gone, and he it just I just thought to myself, Lord, I prayed and prayed because I love my brother and, and pursued God. And, uh, but he was patient in his affliction. He said, I am in the hands of Almighty God. If God wants me healed, I'll be healed. If God wants to use me greater, I will. And now it's, been, I, it's probably been 20 years or more, 25 years maybe since that's happened. And God, or maybe 30. It's been a long time, but he's been in remission. He has not, never had cancer again. But Doug was faithful in prayer too. He was disciplined. I remember also when I'd go into his room, on, on the ceiling of his room, he had Bible words and phrases that he, when he laid in bed, he just looked at those and meditated on those. Very much a man of God. But then I talk about practice and hospitality. In these two short verses, Paul really speaks to us at churches everywhere with some very simple ideas of showing people Jesus Christ by who we are. He says this, be hopeful, be, excuse me, be joyful as you have hope in Jesus Christ. Knowing that you are on the side of Jesus, knowing that you are making the right decision. I think all of us experience from time to time the joy when we know we made a great choice in something. I mean, I like it. When I know I made a good choice and God has blessed it, it's really a great feeling. We also celebrate when our children make great choices, and that brings about joy. And I love, and I talk about my daughter and son-in-law a lot too, because they live in Pocatello, but I can tell you this, I love the decisions that they make. I love the decisions my daughter makes. I am amazed at all these years she was in the congregation that I pastored, all, all 24 and two-thirds years of her life, and she was a part of our team. She played the drums, our worship team, very involved, but faithful. Even when she lived on campus for three years at Boise State, she would drive back to our church every Sunday. And I didn't care where she went, but she would drive back to our church every Sunday. But then I thought, well, she's moving away to Pocatello. Her and Tyler, they can, uh, we'll see what happens with that. I just, I said, I know they love the Lord. Well, they immediately got involved with the church over there in Pocatello. I think it's called Gateway City or something like that. They immediately got involved in the church. She immediately got involved with a young couple's ministry and a young women's ministry and food pantry ministry, and Financial Peace University, and and now she is playing the keys for them and the worship team. I mean, I, I can't tell you how proud I am of their decisions. In fact, we're going to worship with them. We're going down uh, to spend a weekend with them. We're so excited. I haven't been there yet. And she wanted us to go to their church, so I'm anxious to do that. But we celebrate joy when our family and our kids make good decisions. And, you know, it's so vital for us 
to make those good decisions. <laughs> the funny thing is, she called me the other night and says, Dad, do you have long-term care insurance? She learned that of financial peace. I said, oh, boy, I don't. So this week I've been looking at that because uh, she says, you need to have that. Dave Ramsey says that after age 60, you need to get that. And so it's kind of funny listening to her. And I think she looks to realize that kids will see their parents and they may have to flip a bill. I don't know what she's thinking, but it's kind of humorous. But I, I'm going to check that out. So anyway. He also told them, be patient in affliction. When you're dealing with something, whether mental or health-wise, he is telling us by enduring and being patient for God to work. It will be a testimony to those that you know. And, of course, the key is the next phrase, be faithful in prayer. I can tell you for many people, prayer does not happen. They're involved in church and even read their Bible but have no prayer life, no one-on-one with their Heavenly Father. We must spend time alone with our Lord, and not just talking, but listening like I talked about two days ago, and waiting for the tugging He gives us on our heartstrings. I have to really work on listening because I want to just tell Him everything. I want to tell Him and ask Him everything. David finally got that down on his struggles. You know in the Psalms, David is running from Saul. He would constantly call upon God. Then he had a revelation. And he said this in Psalm 46.10. He said, we need to be still and know that I am God. That God is telling us to be still and know him. Take some time to be still before him. And just love him. And to open, be open to his direction. You know, two more things comes from this Romans passage. He says, share with the Lord's people who are in need. I must say, I have a church that responds very well to the needs within the body of Christ. But we also must teach people to be givers instead of takers. Many takers have never given anything to those in need. If you've been blessed by someone else, you bless someone else. I'm sure you've heard the concept, pay it forward. Pay it forward. If you want to be blessed, start giving to those who need love and need help. And you know those. It's more blessed to give than to receive, the Word of God says. If we could live by that principle, I know, I, and I have people in the church, I just say, Pastor, do you know some people in need and this and that? And I, I give them names, and I have someone uh, helping someone at Thanksgiving and helping somebody at Christmas with, with their uh, meals. And I have some gifts that people have helped with. But I, but I get calls all the time from the world. For the, people go through the phone book, and they go through Cloverdale Church of God. They come up with it, and they chase down and say, hey, do you have money for this? Do you have money for that? No, we don't. We, don't, we, you know, we, we filter through. We try to help people that we can. But we, and food needs, we used to have a pantry. We don't have that anymore because, really, we're way out, kind of out in the country, and nobody was ever asking for it. So now we try to support what used to be called the Love Center, that's on uh, Fairview, which is a great place, by the way. I think it's over by Fairview in Milwaukee, and uh, it's just a wonderful place. Anybody can get a free bag of groceries. And anybody who want a box of groceries, pay $5, you'll get probably $100 worth of groceries. I mean, it's amazing. So every now and again, we have a fundraiser. I mean, not a fundraiser, but a food raiser, and we take money to them because they're doing the ministry. I don't need to duplicate ministries that maybe people aren't showing up to, but we need to be hospitable. We need to take care of needs, and especially within your church body. If you have needs in your church body, you need to respond to that. 
You know, God will use you. Well, you know what? I'm not going to get through the last one, so I'm going to have to share, continue this on tomorrow. So I hope you listen. I hope you have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.